This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this full, chock full, chock full of gaming news podcast this week. I... Chalk, is chalk full of nuts still a coffee? I don't know. Am I dating myself? Does anybody know chalk full of nuts? What the fuck are you talking about? Wait, do you guys not know chalk full of nuts? As a, as a coffee I, brand? Brad Shoemaker. I, I, Help me so out I'm here. Come on. Drinking, drinking chicory over here. Oh. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Uh, Alex Navarro. I, you are on some fucking bullshit, man. I don't know. Stop what, it. Come on. Chalk. I don't know what you're talking about. Chalk full of nuts. It's like the is, big can. It's like a big full. Well... Okay, listen. Is it the best part of waking up? No, that's Folgers okay. in the cup. Thank you, mm, marketing. Yes. No, they don't pay for the pot. They don't pay for advertising. With so they, us, so you not of those chock full of nuts. Uh, <laughs> Does that even still exist? Well, I'm now I'm confused because why would you call your coffee chock full of nuts? It seems like a bad. Is it hazelnut coffee? Maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's just nuts, not coffee. Maybe it's it's I'm a confusing. lot of nuts. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the chock full of nuts is just nuts because. Um, and I'm confusing it because it looked like it came in a coffee, Folger's big coffee can. I'll, but I'll, I'll take some nutty tasting notes in my coffee. No, it yeah. is coffee. I'll, I'll take an earthy is it coffee? bouquet. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm very confused. 
the memories get tangled up in there a lot now. They don't mm-hmm. come they don't come out of the drawer as easily. Some stuff is misfiled, okay? Those neurons neurons are <laughs> twisting around each other. There's been a lot of uh uh a lot of crosstalk <laughs> on the electrical signals. We got to get some money for um some uh, revitalization and some some projects going on in the old neural pathways. Got to got to get in there and resolder some of those uh, synapses or excuse me, resolder them. If oh, the lady oh, in boy. solder. If, if the lady in the gunk is to be believed. Listen, maybe we'll, she's we'll English. They're doing a lot of accent stuff and anyway we'll get to the gunk a little bit later on we'll get to halo infinite a little bit later on we'll get to Vinny's infrastructure week inside his brain maybe mm. never we, we don't know it's infrastructure week every it's week, always folks. infrastructure week it is never infrastructure week. <laughs> <laughs> scaffolding uh, continues to go up and come down and just like new york city scaffolding nothing ever seems to get done it's just this mm-hmm. a lot of work being done there's just little there's just little uh um uh synapses doing pull-ups on the scaffolding in there there's really not a lot of work. Uh, they've been, swear to God, they've been trying to widen that frontal lobe to four <laughs> lanes for like 20 years now. It just didn't solve the traffic problem, though. We've got some news to talk about, though. And by news, I mean there are a lot of announcements that were made in what is supposed to be an award show. It just seemed like a big info dump when I uh, looked up what happened at the I mean, award show. I mean, have you show. not watched one of these shows in, let's say, the last decade? Because that's pretty much what they are. Like like, like the Oscars with a bunch of trailers for new movies? Is yes. What very, you said? Because, yes. boy, yeah, I watched that entire thing somehow. So oh, let's be real. It's all, the Golden Globes. Come on. All three hours of it. Oh, wow. I did not, I did not watch it. I have gotten... Um, I've gotten a lot of Jeff Keighley this year. Mm. I feel like mm. uh, there's been a more I than like, I asked for. Was there was there Jeff Keighley walking on the virtual stage? Uh, no, was, it was a real stage. Ooh. No, they like did it live in person this year. It was, a, it was an audience in an auditorium. It was a well appointed stage with like set design, and it was the whole thing. Well, 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 then um, let's jump just right into it because there were actually a lot of um, reveals. Some stuff that is is coming, stuff that we didn't know about, and stuff that um, will be coming in the far-flung future world That's of right. 2023. That's right. Mm-hmm. Trailers for new video games, the reason for the season. <laughs> yes. Uh, so a lot of this stuff, or um, some of this stuff, it's far out there, man. At least yeah. 2023. Which, hey, uh, listen. Not as that I, far. As I said to you minutes ago. It's true. 2023 is like a year away, man. Yeah, well, I should okay. I'll say it's at least 2023 uh, mm-hmm. for some of these things uh, as they're announced. But we went through, and we're not going to talk about everything here because there actually was quite a bit that was shown. Uh, but let's talk about some of our favorite things. Alex, you want to kick one off that you pulled as something you'd like to talk about? Sure thing. Uh, this is not necessarily the the top one on my list, but it's just the first one I put alphabetically. Rumbleverse. A battle ro- pro wrestling battle royale game from Iron Galaxy. Uh, a, a, a melee royale, would you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very much like a what if a town was full of pro wrestlers and what if they were just fighting everywhere kind of thing, which actually sounds like maybe the most Dave Lang idea I've heard of in quite some time. Uh, Grapital City? Is that Grapital City? Grapital City is pretty good. How is it not Grapital Capital though, or like uh, uh, the, the cap? What is the capital of Grapital? The state capital is uh, <laughs> the place where it goes down. Um, yeah, it's very silly. I yeah, well, I have no idea what the quality of that game is, but I really like the premise. I think also, it, it looks colorful and it seems like it's very customizable. So people, well, I guess I started to ask if you had played it, but I guess that's a no since you said you don't know how it is, but people are playing it. Like they took signups for a test that may still be ongoing or it may have ended by now. I'm not sure, but they, 
the day after the Game Awards, I think they were getting people in to play it. Yes, there was an early access uh, beta thing that they were going to do, and then I, I, they have not targeted a release date for this thing yet, I don't think, but it sounds like they will be doing some more online tests, I'm guessing, down yeah. the road. I mean, I, I'll give them credit for at least putting a unique spin on this, because like, I think getting into a battle royale with a gun game at this point is... Pointless? Possibly mm-hmm. sheer lunacy. <laughs> so... Uh, we'll see how this works out. It looks cool. It looks yeah. like, I mean, it seems like you kind of like grab found objects everywhere, right? You can like pull a stop sign out of the ground and do spin attacks with it and stuff. If there's, if the customization, ah, customization is good enough and there's enough variety in how you can approach each battle, then I think it could be good. We'll see. I just, I have completely given up trying to divine the prospects of any game like this, you know? Totally. Like after, after the Fortnite thing where it was like, boy, they sure did finally put out Fortnite. Oh, well, see you later. And then all of a sudden it was the biggest thing in the world. Like, yeah. This Do I think this is going to hit Fortnite? Probably not, but <laughs> you know. I don't know, but you but you you might be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I mean they're they're definitely going for that aesthetic though, right? They they've got mm-hmm. that it's a very cartoony Saturday morning vibe to it. Fortnite-esque, I would say, in 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 the yes. kind of wheelhouse of Fortnite. In that it is big and colorful. Yes. Big, colorful, cartoony. Get the kids in there, get start grappling, head down to pack the car we're going to Grapital City. Mm-hmm. Uh, family that grapples together crapples together sure i don't know we we already that was literally the only thing that came to mind that rhymed used our kerflapple snapples snapples Snapples. together do they still make snapple yeah look under the cap i don't know snapples the one under the cap who had the under the cap thing with the little uh i think they put it what do they put under there? Like historical factoids, Bi- Bible verses? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a Bible verses. I don't think Snapple was a, a, a Bible verse company, but you know, yeah, we'll see where they're, they're at now. Turned around and his Snapple turned to a pillar of salt. Uh, I threw on here Thirsty Suitors. Did you guys watch this one? I would have put this on my list had you not already done it. <laughs> what a very silly looking game. It's yes. um, It's got a vibe of a... Uh, um, it's almost like a Suda vibe, like very absurd, um, like a No More Hero style thing mixed with, uh, what is the one where the, the video game-ish movie comic Scott book? Pilgrim. Yes, thank you. I knew exactly what I was thinking of. Um, I think that is very much by design. I think they self-describe this game as being similar, like a South Asian kind of uh, Scott Pilgrim situation. Yes, where you are taking on your exes in some kind of uh, uh, fighting brawl style way. It looked like maybe minigame based. It's it's hard to was, tell from the trailer. I was, I was, I was going to ask because it seems like they might maybe have come up with a bunch of different types of gameplay for this, right? From yeah, encounter so. to encounter and not just a, like one thing you're doing all the time. And it's from yes. the studio that brought you Falcon Age. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't, looks kind of interesting. Like, again, out there and not your same old, uh, you know, same old, same old. Thirsty. Suitors. suitors i happened to catch that one with the sound off just because of when i was when and how i was watching it but like i was able to sort of like put together through pantomime like what <laughs> the interactions between like the mother the older mother character and what i assume is the protagonist mm. the younger younger yes. lady and assuming there is some parental pressure going on there of some kind oh that is very much the vibe yeah they are definitely like mom would really love it if you just settled down and found (laughs) a husband kind of thing exactly without any sound the vibe that i got (laughs) that that sounds like that could be fun thirsty suitors no platform no release we'll see what happens not yet not yet yeah that's early that's annapurna uh annapurna continuing to go big continuing to take swings that's right look look for a voice cast like i 
I'm trying to figure out how to develop this thought. Like, mm-hmm. I almost respect Annapurna more because they are not batting a thousand at the moment. Like, you know, they put out <laughs> 12 minutes, for example. And uh-huh. Like, we all thought that looked pretty cool. And then uh, it wasn't, but that's on the, on the front end. But like, that kind of that kind of I think further legitimizes what they are doing. You know, is that they are taking a bunch of risks and not all of them are paying off, but they're still just going for it. Yeah, and there's stuff in the middle too, like you know that Artful Escape game. Like that is a game that had great production, but was also not much of a game. You know, but they still they sort of threw their weight behind that thing as well. Yeah, I oh, I love the vibe of that thing. Great vibe, yes, joyous, joyous. Also, pretty decent voice work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brad, do you want to uh, pull one out here? Uh, Alan Wake 2. <laughs> Dude. Dude, they're, oh my god. Like They're doing it. I didn't recognize the voice at first, and then he said something about a story, and I instantly knew what it was, because to me, perhaps the most crucial element of Alan Wake is how up his own ass he is about the nature of being an author. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which if you write novels, I think it's like a critical part of your identity. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it, it, at a certain point, like you veer so far in that direction, you basically just become Garth Marenghi. Right. <laughs> yes. Or yes. Like, like Alan Wake is like the Jonathan Franzen of video game characters. Yes. Uh, but, um, I mean, they didn't show the game other than to reveal that apparently they've cast Jake Gyllenhaal in the role of Alan Wake this time. Like, I could see it. I but, guess uh, but, I don't know. Dude, that the like that likeness, the eyes. I mean, am I wrong? You're not wrong. Like those eyes are unmistakable. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, they had Sam Lake there, and I was extremely excited to hear that it's a survival horror game and not an action. Like he he literally went out of his way to say, "Hey, this is not the type of action game that the first one was. That mm. it is an actual survival horror game, which I think makes way more sense for for the Alan Wake kind of setting." Yeah, totally. I'm with you. Especially for like how surreal it gets. Like those DLCs on the last game, not counting American Nightmare, that was like a weird offshoot. But like the DLCs they put out for the original base game got super crazy, you know, with like level design bending around you and all kinds of like you know things he wrote into existence happening and stuff like that. Like a lot of good psych- psychological horror potential there in an Alan Wake game that is more of a straight up, straight ahead horror game rather than just yeah. a shooter. Yeah, I mean those um, are probably the maybe. Aside from collecting thermoses, maybe the the action was dragged on a little bit too much. Yeah, like it was was like a neat conceit early on, the whole like flashlight having to kind of wear down the darkness monsters so you could shoot them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it got it got old, got old. Uh, But I mean, after control, I would show up for anything that Remedy does. I know. So yeah, I'll be curious to see what uh, the what they do with this. Also, be curious to see actual gameplay because I think they do. Control was technically a pretty impressive game, so I'd yes. like to see. What it was just so looks. goddamn creative. Like it was just like I have I have not played anything quite like Control. Yeah, and if they if they bring those creative chops to bear on a new Alan Wake that is a survival horror game, that seems very exciting. That said, I would also like more Control in the near future, please. Ah, uh, yeah. How are those deals? I didn't. Pl- did you play those DLCs for that? I played the first one. Those I didn't did finish them. Those did not seem to hit for people. I didn't uh, get around. Yeah, to I, I, the first one wasn't bad. Like, I just, yeah, I, I think that I would just like to see them take what they learned from that first game and, and start anew. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a pre- prestige TV. Is that what we call those, like, series that are done on streaming networks? That's just what we call anything that isn't a sitcom now. Okay. I wouldn't mind, like, a control boost thing out of all the things that get made into stuff, like a like a nice old uh, 14- Like if they just made X-Files, but it was control? 
Yeah, maybe like a like a really creative take on that on the bureau. I just like the bureau. I like that world. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. I think you yeah, should. the background details are the best part of that game. Yeah, like some of those objects could be really wow. interesting side stories. I, I didn't know we had such a such a strong fan of the bureau XCOM declassified in That's our true. midst. That's true. I do. I just love the bureau. It's like uh, a lot of people. Why you got to remind me that thing exists? A lot Why? of people keep talking about XCOM too, and I'm like, what about That's the right. bureau? Just, have you played XCOM declassified? <laughs> I think that was like one of. Something about that reminds me of very early Giant Bomb. Was that one of the earlier things that came through? That no, was, that was like well, middle of our tenure, because I reviewed that game. Okay. Well, but also also that thing was around forever. Okay, like, yeah. I remember I think it got like rebooted halfway through or very drastically modified from what it was originally going to be. I think that's correct. Maybe you did and, an interview and with the them name early changed, on. And and also, like a, yes, I believe we spoke to Morgan Gray time okay. and again. Okay, maybe that's what it is. I think, I think the running joke was just that this thing's never coming out. Like, what's going on here? Come on. <laughs> And uh, came out. Speaking okay. of things uh, coming out or not coming out, uh, I think this will come out. I put Homeworld 3 on here mm-hmm. just because, uh, you know, they put the Adagio for strings in there. They put some yeah, flying spaceships. Yeah, they, 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 know, they know their audience. They did it. I'm a, I like to say I'm a pretty big Homeworld fan, but I don't even know what that means anymore. Like, I liked Homeworld 1. I thought Homeworld 2 got a little too hard, and so I don't even think I ever finished Homeworld 2. And then I played... Deserts of Karak, but I don't think I finished that. So maybe I'm not a Homeworld fan, but I'm excited for Homeworld Three. Wow. Fake Homeworld fan here, folks. Well, I'm doing some. I'm doing some like. I'm doing some look in the mirror, Vinny. Are uh-huh. you? Do you actually? What? Hey, do you really like Homeworld? I think I do. Or do you really want to like Homeworld? And I think I really do like Homeworld. I'm not sure okay. if I love Homeworld Two, uh, but I like the. Uh, you know, I like the atmosphere they go to when I watch that trailer for it. Uh, there are a lot of like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Give me, let me make all those little ships that pop out of my bigger ship, dude. That's it. That's not home world. Is just those contrails. Like that's literally <laughs> that's all it right. is. Is like just swarms of little ships, like languidly dancing around each mm-hmm. other and leaving those space contrails, and it looks cool. And, and zooming out and watching and all that's home world. Make your corsairs go fight, and that's it. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking for, forward to that. That is supposedly q4 2022 but again i mean that's like original developers of homeworld right i'm pretty sure i want to say it's like some of the creators of the franchise are doing that right geez i'm not sure that's where is relic these days like uh owned by sega doing something oh my god warhammer stuff dude holy shit none of us put warhammer space marine 2 on this list Oh, that's true. We did not. Dude, what? They were making... Except that's There's not There's a lot Relic. of stuff to put on this list. That's not Relic either. That is Saber Interactive making that, mm. I believe. But what? Dude, what? Like, I thought Alan Wake 2 was my biggest dude what moment <laughs> of this thing, and then they revealed they're making Space Marine 2. Oh, Space Marine. And what? What? Why not? Why not? It's just like, it's just a lot of franchises you thought were long gone are suddenly back. Yeah, but at the same time That's they've made games. so many goddamn Warhammer games in the last like five to six years that eventually they were going to have to come around to this. Well, that's, you know, that's the thing though. It's like Vermintide I get and like whatever. The, what is the name of that 40k Vermintide? Dark Tide? Something Tide? Oh, the one that's like, not out yet? The, the like upcoming one? Other Warhammer games I expect but a new Space Marine? Oh, oh. <laughs> Shocking. Uh... I, yeah, I didn't, you know what? I didn't even watch the trailer for that. I must have glossed right over uh, it. You know, I bet you can imagine. Like a better looking Space Marine? I mean, roughly, I, Space Marine's great. Roughly what that is about. Um, actually, I have to go back and watch that. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. wh- what else did you pick out here? 
Uh, for all my uh, Trek fans out there, there is uh-huh. a new Star Trek game coming from a studio that is made up of ex-Telltale folks. Okay, I, I wanted to know what the connection was there, because it sure does look like a Telltale game. Yeah, so Dramatic Labs is the name of the studio, and I believe that is some ex-Telltale uh, folks that uh, made that studio up. Um, and yeah, the, the vibe of this game is extremely telltale style storytelling. Like it is a lot of like, you know, obey orders, defy orders, you know, make your choice type stuff. Um, which I think I am much more down for than if they tried to make another like Star Trek action game. Like, I don't really want that from Star Trek. I think this is more in the vein of what I'm looking for. Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek has never made sense as an action game. No, to me, unless it's elite force, in which case. And even sure. then, it's like, okay, you pulled it off this time, but I don't... It's yeah. like, yeah, I got, I got my fill of shooting that phaser rifle in first person. Like, I'm, I'm good, but that was cool. There are two kinds of Star Trek games I'll accept. Narrative-heavy adventure, strategy. Whether it <laughs> yes. is it is bridge commander or uh-huh. just commanding the ships, that those are the two yep. things Star Trek should be. Or yep. FMV. Or mm, FMV. Okay. Actually, you're right. No, you're uh, right. That you is- know, I would point, I would throw point-and-click adventure games in there. Sure. Yeah. I would say I would say 25th anniversary and judgment rights probably belong in that conversation. So, so no so, idea how this will be, but you know, it has a it has a pedigree and uh it is apparently out this spring. So Yeah, especially in the kind of somewhat strange directions that Star Trek has gone in recent years. So this is to, Dramatic Labs which is made up of X Telltale. Yes. And then Telltale people are making Telltale is itself is making an expanse game. Yeah. So okay, I got a little confused. There. I had to pick some of this apart as well. But yes, I guess there is. I forgot that they there is a Telltale that exists now after the big blow up of Telltale. Telltale came back. Yes. Don't been, know what what been reconstituted conglomeration of talent they were able to pull together that was like old Telltale or not. But whatever that Telltale is, they are making an expanse game. Great. Who funds Telltale? Yes. Telltale. Tell me. <laughs> I should watch The Expanse, shouldn't I? Yeah, that seems to be the prevailing opinion. I read the first Expanse book and I really liked it. And then I watched the first season, maybe season and a half of The Expanse. But then I think it got off of the books and then I got a little confused. But I've heard very good things. I enjoyed the first season. I, I think they all... just put out the last season of it. Oh, it's okay. done? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of it, right? Yeah, they so they, this is season six they just did, and apparently it wrapped up fairly quickly in a almost Game of Thrones like way of like, hey, here's six episodes to finish up all your arcs. So, Leviathan Wakes is that the book? I, I think anyway, it, I think it went a little bit. I think I got confused because of the way the book and the the show were going. So I should just go back and forget the book and just watch the show. Or probably I, should, I tried reading the second book, but I kind of fell off of it. Uh, I have heard amazing things about the Expanse yeah. series. Um, okay, so space Telltale mm-hmm. and X Telltale space stuff. They're making space stuff. Brad, we're bouncing uh, back around. I wrote down Sonic Frontiers with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven question marks after it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Am I excited about a Sonic game? Sure. Are you? Are you? It's like conceptually, well, A, no. Okay, well, then <laughs> we answer B, our question. Great. B, conceptually, though, the idea of an open-world Sonic is very fascinating to me. Like, I, like academically, I want to see how they pull that off, even if I'm not, like, some huge Sonic fan these days. 
there the blurb I read had something funny, which is almost is it, along the lines of what we talked about. Is it is it the fact that they call it an open zone yes. game? Yes, an open <laughs> I, zone game. I thought that was like funny. That, I think that was the thing that finally won me over about it was that they insist on being so on brand that it's an open zone game. Yes, go to um, go to your Green Hill Zone, please. But like I've I have been banging the make an open world Mario drum for a while, uh-huh. and this seems like it might be the next best thing. Like. I don't know, you know, like think about the types of things that Sonic does, you know, like if you just pepper a giant map full of stuff like that in fun, clever, surprising ways like that, that could be kind of cool. It's, um, it, the trailer was interesting because it looked like Sonic was scared too. Like he, like, mm-hmm. he, like, he's like, like this is not the <laughs> thing that I know how to do. Wait, see that track? I can go there. Like he seemed, he seemed a little, uh, overwhelmed maybe by the idea of it. See that um, human lady? You can kiss her. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. This is uh, mm. I, the writer from the current uh, IDW Sonic is apparently on this, which is I am familiar with. As oh, the, well, as are you familiar with the works of IDW Sonic? Didn't, didn't uh, know we had a Sonic connoisseur. Uh, as it is this current series, my son really likes a and, uh, Sonic connoisseur. Never mind. I, I enjoy the tales of Sonic. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I get it. Uh-huh. Apparently, no. the uh, the no, voice knuckles. actor who does tales in all the games is also in the movie. Oh, really? Okay. They actually got oh, that cool. actor to do it. Okay, Ben Ben Swartz was also at the Game Awards and was probably the most fun presenter of anything there. He looked did like the only person who actually, like, and I, to be fair, I did not watch the entire show, but I did watch this bit, and he seemed like the only person who actually knew what this show was <laughs> and was the right fit for the vibe. Yes, like, he, he worked the crowd quite well. Did he just take money out of his pocket and start yeah, throwing it around? No, nobody, you, took, nobody took a burned DVD out and t- did some pretty good goofs with it. Uh, I, I like that. I thought that Sonic, the movie trailer was actually kind of fun. And I, uh, on the Sonic. I, uh, I was cannot believe we live in a world where we're probably going to get like six Sonic the Hedgehog movies. It's got Idris Elba in it. That's true. That's true. Idris Elba as Knuckles is like. Idris Elba says yes to a lot of stuff. That's pretty awesome. Like that is like an amazing phrase (laughs) to put in a movie trailer. Idris Elba as Knuckles. It's like, all right. Like, I'm okay with that. It's it's better than Idris Elba in the Dark Tower because that that was like a. I mean, not that I will take Idris Elba. And Shaw for that matter. (laughs) What I mean mean is he is like an amazing actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, granted, lots of respected actors take voice Paychecks. roles in children in children's movies like it's not unheard of Paychecks, yes i mean let's you know the, the orson wells as unicron <laughs> template <laughs> well, uh but it's just i don't know like the idea of somebody as as talented and <laughs> respected as Idris elba doing a sonic the hedgehog movie i don't know if chris I, pratt's gonna go around doing mario look, Idris elba dude, sure as hell look, can go around and do knuckles look, look chris pratt is no Idris elba no that's what i'm saying like Idris elba needs to get paid on a franchise that's, that is that is fair that is fair and again, he's probably locking up work for like totally. another five sequels after this. Yes, as long as they don't like banish Knuckles to some like, uh, I'm I'm sure by the end of this, and I'll have this discussion with my son because we're all gonna be very confused. I'm sure Knuckles will come around by the end of this movie and realize that working for Doctor Robotnik is not a good idea. I'm Wait, dying. is that how we got to start? I, is that the is that the is that the pitch in, in the movie at the in the trailer? He's he's working for Robotnik here. Oh, so I didn't I, I didn't I, catch that. Yeah, okay. so I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and see like where we are in the continuity here. But You guys are talking about fucking Idris Elba being in a bunch of Sonic sequels. I'm amazed we live in a fucking world where Jim Carrey just gets to have a fucking <laughs> franchise in 2021. Like, he just gets to keep going and doing this. And to be fair, he's a good Robotnik. He's not a bad choice. It's just like, damn, Jim Carrey. He's back. <laughs> he did. He, he's, he's pretty, he's kind of back. Like, he did a he did a bit on the Game Awards. It was, like, taped. 
Oh, really? I think a lot not, of the bits on the Game Award were was, taped this year. Uh, there's a few. Yeah, like, you know, Keanu Reeves and Carrie, Carrie and Moss were not there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Like, there were definitely some. Guillermo del Toro is another one that just recorded a thing. Like, plenty of people did not show up, although Sting showed up. Hmm. Um, what? For what? So he he opened the show. Like, Sting performed uh, a song from that League of Legends Netflix series as the opening oh, of the show. Wow. That's because exactly, that's the world we live in. That's exactly what I meant about it seeming like the Oscars is like it was this very like austere, like serious, solemn sting. <laughs> you know the type of vocal where the vocalist just stands like ramrod straight in front of the microphone and never moves, and it's all sure. like just like a lot of gravity to it. It was yes. That. It's like a except little like it, except it was a song. Maybe. Except it was a song from that League of Legends Netflix series. <laughs> um, but huh. uh, what was I even talking? Oh yeah, Jim Carrey did a tape thing where. That he basically spoke in a Scottish accent very aggressively for like two minutes. And it was oh, he's stealing funny. Mike Myers' stick. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, much like uh, much like Kevin McDonald, as we have seen recently, he knows how to work a cell phone camera. Yeah, <laughs> good. I like that. Um, I pulled Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see this one? It's a uh, yes. This weird Victorian style first person, I guess. Game. I guess, yeah. It was hard to tell, like what was gameplay. That's Aaron Flynn's new studio. It's, who uh, left Bioware. Yeah, I didn't. I did not know Aaron Flynn, but apparently, ex Bioware general GM general yeah, he manager. Used to, he used to run Bioware uh, during the period when you might say Bioware's output was not at its tippy top <laughs> mm. uh, uh, but whatever that could be a zillion different things yeah that game well, looks cool like yeah, I had to, yes, that trailer neat. caught my eye for sure there's like base base building it's it looked like there's different worlds in this so yeah thing. there was definitely an arc to that trailer of like oh this victorian setting like with portal hopping and mixed interdimensional stuff seems pretty cool and mm. then like then you get these time-lapse shots of like bases being built from the ground up and it's like oh it's one of these it, yeah, I'm not like sure. It, but what is that? Is it's a, it's it is a, that a, Fallout? It's, a, it's a, no. Well, hmm. it's not out of that realm. But. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Yes, yes. The, the base building in Fallout 76 is pretty that actually. Now that you mention it, I'm trying to think what else would fall into that category. I, I just uh, was yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I guess like what, the, like like, like Valheim, like the, the base building in Valheim sure. is pretty similar. Like, it's definitely that. Like, it's 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 an online co-op base building type game but yeah those are cool yeah i mean it looks it looks like it's got a neat vibe um not it's done but not overly done yet it's mm-hmm. you know we've we've seen a lot of it but not maybe not too much of it curious curious uh that one also i think um supposedly <clears throat> early access next year or no this was it this year i have 2021 written down so mm. this year's almost done so i don't know if my information is incorrect so don't take my word on No, next year, 2022. Yes. Early access. Look for him. Much, much like Brad just said, early access. Well, mm-hmm. like, a ga- like a game that might be in early access, let's say, mm-hmm. with base building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex. Yes. What else? Let's talk about Slitterhead. Slitterhead. Which sounds <laughs> like a racial slur. I'm going to be honest gonna say, with you. It I sounds like an epithet. Literally was going to say that sounds like a word we should not be saying. <laughs> yeah, but no, it is the new game uh, from Keiichiro Toyama, the uh, the Silent Hill director, uh, creator, has, right? Like, it's yeah, like the creator of Silent Hill, isn't he? I believe so. And he has so he has a new studio, Bokeh Game Studio, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a CG trailer, so there's not necessarily like a whole lot here to pick apart other than, yo, what if people <laughs> turned into fucking spiders with faces and that what? seems like it would suck. That trailer is like genuinely creepy. Yeah, it's like, not. The, the body horror in that trailer and it's like CG. They're not the most realistic car- people like they're C- they're very obvious CG humans. It's not yes. that realistic. And yet it's still very disturbing to watch because the ways good. that the ways that their faces rip apart and turn into giant mouths and stuff is like it's some real good fucked up body horror and it makes a real strong first impression uh even though again like it is not really determined exactly what kind of game it is though i assume it will be very much in the survival horror vein yeah you don't think it'll be action I think there will probably be some action, but mm. I mean it's Toyama, so I feel like the leaning mm. will probably be more towards survival horror. Ugh, it's very disturbing. It's a good. Like, that's <laughs> it's it's exactly what I would have wanted from him debuting a new thing. It's like mm. let's just get maximum fucked up if, if we can show out in two minutes. Uh, Brad. Hmm. What you got? Uh, I'm very excited to talk about Arc Raiders. Arc Raiders was revealed right at the end. It was like right before the Matrix, like the Keanu Reeves appearance. And I feel like like, it feels like it flew under the radar a little bit more than it should have because it looks cool as hell. It does look cool as hell. Uh, So their branding also is like, uh, um, it's got, I know, I know this appeals to you. It's got that Commodore 64. Oh, dude. Like it's, I mean, it's like VHS effects and yeah. Commodore 64 looking logo and mm-hmm. like they used a Robin song in the background of the trailer. It's very a good upbeat. Robin song too. Like that trailer is rad. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew what that was cause I have been waiting for Embark Studio to announce their game for ages cause mm-hmm. I've been following what they've been doing on the tech side. So it's, this is X dice folks, correct? It's, it's the studio that Patrick Soderlund started after he left EA. Like he ran okay. a big chunk of EA, right? For a long time. And then he left and I, I believe he was the one responsible for getting everything onto Frostbite. Uh, well, that may be true. Uh, well, I would say a number of the people responsible for Frostbite are now at Embark because, like a bunch, yeah, like a bunch of X Dice people went over there. It's also in Stockholm. Um, they've been posting a ton of stuff about the tech end of what they've been doing. Like they're really big on open source stuff, so they've been open sourcing a lot of the, the components of the, the new game that they were working on. Um, they're really big into like AI generation for content for like, you know, human faces and stuff like that. They've been doing a lot of really interesting stuff with rendering tech, as you would expect from dice people, because mm. look how good the battlefield and battlefront games have looked for so long. Mm-hmm. Like they are like, they're like their, their technical chops are like second to none. And I was really excited to see what their actual game is. And it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. It's like a, it's a free to play co-op online shooter with some really <laughs> giant ass robots in it. I don't know if this is why it flew under the radar or, you know, if it's unrelated, but, like, I will say watching this trailer gave me extreme Generation Zero vibes. And Sure. But I don't... This- I- I would I would suggest not enough people remember Generation Zero for that to have been a factor. You're probably right, and the thing is, like, this seems like a lot more lively than that game yeah. certainly was. But like, it feels like it's going for a big, a similar vibe of you know, kind of cool teens running around a robot apocalypse, Run, running around post apocalyptic Sweden with giant yeah. death robots. I don't everywhere. think there's you know I I don't think there's desert canyons in Sweden. No, probably not. Who knows where this is? But it's got yeah. it's got that. Um, I think I wrote down here, uh, EDF meets Battlefront meets Simon Stalinog, which yeah, is like, yes, yes. Totally so, not. like, honestly, like the pitch I just gave for it, like free to play online co op PVE shooter with giant robots, is like the most generic sounding video game in 2021. But 
like a lot of that action, like if you look like they're also obviously like the physics are going to be really interesting. Like mm-hmm. they, they kind of pitch it as like your, your kind of physics based toolbox. Like the, the tech end of this game is propping up a bunch of cool weapons and abilities and stuff like that. And sure enough, you know, it's like, like there's like those cluster missiles. Like I've, <laughs> I'm like a sucker for any game with cool cluster missiles and like that they've got that, you know, like there's all these little drone enemies everywhere careening into each other and like exploding into chunks that go flying. Yes. Very good um, particles. There's like, there's like a shot of a player like a grappling hooking one of those drones and like slamming it to the ground. Uh, it seems like the characters have some like jump pad, jump jet kind of stuff going on where you can like go flying into the air. There's like a lot of physics, physics driven stuff in this. Uh, and then like straight up like Shadow of the Colossus style sized robots apparently that you will be cooperatively taking down. Like it just, it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, um, and this is a uh, PC and next gen, or are we on current gen? We're PC on current and, gen. All right. Yeah. PC and PS five and uh, Xbox X and S only. Which, yeah. Uh, uh, 2022. Yeah, I think you get I, about a three month window where you can still call it next gen. <laughs> and after that it's current gen. Like I, I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on that. That looks really fun. Yeah. So free to play, huh? Yeah. See yep. how I wonder. Yeah, so it's back, back by Nexon. So I guess that goes with the territory. If it's just mm. a bunch of cosmetics and that's how they make their money, then I think I'm fine with that. Yeah. So again, like you can, they've been putting up a bunch. Of, they have a Medium account. They've been putting up a bunch of blogs on Medium where they talk about a lot of their a lot of their backend tech and like that's where you can read about like the kind of procedural human mm. face generation that they've got going on. So that stuff could be cool in terms of generating cosmetics and such. I'd be interested. I, yeah. As we head into what free to play means moving forward. I mean, there's a, it ain't, it ain't your granddaddy's free to play. What was my granddad's free to play? Yeah. <laughs> what was your granddad's free to play? My granddad's free to play was actual world war two. I was, I was resisting <laughs> making that joke. Okay. I was resisting just joining joining up the recruitment drive. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I threw on here uh, Somerville, so yeah. w- which was probably my favorite trailer, but also probably the one that is like the least. What is this game? Or the most? So they, what is this game? This was remember. announced during yes. E three, right? Yes, they, they was it E three? I think it was E three. I think they've definitely E3. shown they've definitely shown at least one trailer for this before. But like, I get extreme inside vibes from this game. Hmm. I don't know. You tell me. Also, it's I, named after a place I used to live. So. <laughs> I think isn't the developer around Boston? I think somewhere? they are. I I don't know. Like yeah, I I definitely get it like inside vibes as well. Um but I I don't know what the gameplay is going to be. Like I just is it going to be uh, is it an adventure game? Like I hope it's an adventure game. It kind of looks like it should be an adventure game. I mean, we're still very much in the teaser trailer stage of this thing, so it feels like maybe they are just not quite ready to unveil the actual what you do in it phase yeah. of things yeah more just like they want to give you the vibes and, and the vibes are good the vibes are like borderline immaculate i like the vibes well i hope i hope to see more of it i just yeah. uh i just don't know it's a it's good trailer be. if nothing else it's a good hype piece um brad you get uh you got another thing written down here with a lot of have question we, marks have, have we gotten through all the other games uh I, I threw have a nice death on here also just because i it looked like a fun little action game also uh, a very good title yeah. yes uh you know it's, it's you're playing it looks like as death who um it, things have gotten out of control in the death uh the business of death and you're, you're going out there for some reason kind of reminded me a little bit of 
I like Meat Boy vibes. It's not a platformer. It's kind of an Ooh. action game, but like something about it seemed like a nice, like a nice tight uh, little action um, um, uh, action game with with good music. I don't know. Something about it seemed like it could be a lot of fun to jump into and go. But uh, that, that looked pretty neat. Yeah. Definitely got some Death's Door vibes off of it as well. Yeah, that, and it's got a, it's got a, came out. Well, the, the definitely Death right there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right there uh, in the title. A lot of a lot of Reapery, you know cartoony reaper-ish imagery i don't know should i actually talk about this do I it, debated, it. Do i it. debated whether to even write this down do it there was a super giant cross imagine dragons performance and it was actually kind of okay i can tell you which half i bet was the good part of it uh, I, I they also played a song from that league of legends series yeah i don't know i thought that performance was kind of not terrible imagine dragons is one of the look i hate them but at the same time, it's not because they're terrible musicians. I just don't think the songs they write are any good. I mean, it's like pretty mainstream, like crowd pleasing type. Yes, pop rock. I, I grant. I am just very songs. happy to see Darren Korb up there on the stage. You know, yeah, like that's the thing. He seemed like he was having a great time up there. So good for him. I say that's awesome. That's a great uh, rub for him. Yeah, I don't know that song. That song is pretty catchy, but what was the like? What was the I'm, look? I'm not afraid to like the things. Okay, what's that? I am. <laughs> I, What's that? I what was the, what was the extent of the crossover? Oh, like? they did they did they did a kind of a medley. It's not really a medley when there are only two songs, right? But the they did they did a, a couple of verses from um, I can never remember the name of the song from Bastion. Uh, oh, about, like about the credit song? Or build, the... No, about building the wall. I can't remember hmm. the actual title. You know what I'm talking I th- about? I think it might be called building the wall. Build build the build a wall. I think <laughs> build nobody, the wants, song. nobody wants to remember the name. Yeah, uh, it was a different time, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they did. They did some of that with the Imagine Dragons dude singing one of the parts, and then they segued into that league song, and then kind of you know harmonized both at the end. That thing, well, I don't know what I don't know what that format is called. You know what I mean? It's like a medley, but it's more of like a crossover. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'll have to like, watch it. Was Greg up there? Greg was not up there, but Darren Korb was up there playing guitar and seemed like he was having a great time. That's fantastic. Yes, did they show footage. Excited. I was very excited for them. No, what? Yeah, even show like background Ash- footage of like Ashley Ashley Barrett also there doing vocals. I should say. Hmm. Anything from Hades? Uh, no. Boy, well, Hades is. I think Hades is has Hades has collected its awards. It's it's gotten <laughs> its flowers. Yes, it's at its time. I'm sure they're on to the next thing at this point. Um, that's fun. I listen. I got nothing against Imagine Dragons. They got some big. I, I've never, I've never liked them before. I should say, like, I never cared one whit about them. But I thought this song, I thought that song was pretty good. Fine, I'll be the guy who hates Imagine Dragons on this podcast. You, That's you fine. are, you are definitely not <clears throat> the only one. I have heard uh, very, very tired at, at the very least, tired of Imagine Dragons. I, I, I saw some like Twitter conversation around that song. People arguing about whether it was okay to like it or not. <laughs> somebody, somebody called Imagine Dragons um, uh, Nickelback for Zoomers. They, okay. they make like music they, for Apple Watch commercials. Like, like, like they very much, they very much occupy the space that Nickelback did for the previous generation. Yeah, like if it says anything, my kids enjoy uh, Imagine Dragons. I don't think yeah. it's very challenging music. That's what that's yeah. what I meant about yeah. it being very mainstream. Like yeah. it works. It, yeah. There's a reason it works, but it's all kind of the same. Don't worry. One day, if any, your kids will learn what actual music sounds like, and like, they will they right. will learn to love it. 
Like it's basically just like wall of sound for the 21st century, right? It's just it's literally Mutt Lang or like yeah. Phil Spector, just like let's just multi-track these vocals that's over right. and over until it yes. sounds so it sounds like you're in an arena. Like that's the trick. Yeah, right. It's arena rock with with like a, a real veneer, but not of, rock really. But, like but it's not barely rock. rock. Yeah. yeah. So it's like arena rock with the veneer of like pre-press conference. Like, hey, filter yeah. this through. Uh, yes. We're gonna do a press conference in about five minutes, and like put that filter also, on. Actually, the interesting thing was I went and listened to the like pre-recorded the song. It's used as the intro for that league song, and when I heard that studio version of it, I was like, "Oh no, no thanks!" Actually, this yeah. is like this is what I don't like because it's so overproduced. But like on in the stage version was like not so bad, wow. a little more raw. Paul McCartney's going to put out the real raw version. It's That's right, be amazing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he wrote that song in like three minutes. <laughs> You're going to want to watch twelve hours of Imagine Dragons noodling around. Uh, those are the ones we pulled, unless anybody else has anything else. It was a pretty big list of announcements. Yeah, it's pretty action-packed. At, at the same time, I think that show could have been two hours. Yeah. Mm. It, I think it started to run out of steam at a point. I know we didn't really want to touch too much on it. I will just say they did uh, confirm that Quantic Dream Star Wars game. It is happening. They are doing it. Yeah. And then as you see the register in my voice goes down the longer I talk about this. That's all I want to say about it. They're doing yeah, it no, and like I, I I have to agree with the sentiment I saw out there that was basically just like, so are we just okay with Quantic Dream all of a sudden now? Like after everything that's happened there. That's the thing. I don't feel like there was ever really a reckoning there. It was like they had their legal reckoning, but like no one really seemed to kind of like come together and be like, what do we actually feel about Quantic Dream at this point? I know how I feel about them. Yeah. I, I, I want to echo the sentiment that Star Wars deserves a better studio. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could get behind that. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. I, uh, really also, also yeah. I, <laughs> I know it was not planned, but like it takes two winning no awards at all and Keeley even making a joke about how he has learned to keep the microphone away from Joseph Farris. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it takes two winning game of the year at the very end <laughs> was like a pretty good laugh out loud moment. It was just like, oh man, I really thought you were going to get through this without him getting on stage, didn't you? And then uh, somehow, somehow, despite not being recognized in any other category, it won game of the year. I twenty twenty one is me. a fascinating year. You I'm not me. going to yell about games that win game awards. That is my New Year's resolution. I'm just going to let okay. this slide. Well, that he means we he got some he time. Didn't, he for didn't that. say anything controversial somehow. Uh, Brad, while I have you here, and this is tangentially related to um, this stuff, but I was going through trying to figure out what's next on the horizon for uh, the Caravelle family in the co-op arena, and that Destiny stuff looks pretty good. Mm. Have you have you kept up with what's going I, on there? Is this is this a good one? I must have lost the plot on the release dates and delays. Because until like last week, I thought that that expansion was out in December, but apparently it got pushed again to mm. February, or maybe it was always February. I they're promoting the heck out of it. On, there's a lot of Destiny to keep up PlayStation and Xbox places. There's there's a lot of Destiny to keep up with. I mean that one that one seems like a very major expansion. I don't keep up with Destiny very closely these days. Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> Some people occasionally it seems like people have a hard time understanding the taste change over time. No, I don't. I don't get it. You just still, never you're, happened. You're too busy still, playing Dota. I still yes, right. It's <laughs> all I yes, all I do. Um, yeah, I've I've been super checked out of Destiny since Beyond Light came out. Pretty much. That's not that I, long ago. That's that's pretty recent. Well, no, but I played through like the story stuff in that expansion and then kind of dropped it 
immediately. That's kind of where I was too. Like okay. I, I, I kind of, I didn't keep up with it after the story, the narrative missions ended. Yeah. But what I mean is like, I didn't even do the, what is considered the, you know how there's like, you do the kind of six missions that are like the campaign, but mm-hmm. there's still a bunch more story stuff after that. Like I didn't even do any of that. Oh, like, okay. Like, like just, the side missions. Like I did the missions that a lot of people consider like the beginning of the expansion. And then you start getting all the cool stuff and then you start doing the side missions and yeah. stuff. And I, I didn't even do most of that. You didn't get your epics or whatever. I just, no, I just, I like, I, I still like playing destiny, but it's just, I don't know. We also we watched it uh, or didn't watch it. We all saw like, the promotional stuff. My brothers and I, and we're like, man, we really like playing Destiny. We should get back. I mean, into yeah, Destiny. it's still a hell of a good shooter. Yeah, like for me, it's just like it's just so many like endless, repetitive, grindy activities, you know, and that's what happens, to keep up yeah. with. And like, it's like the 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 service game, like the live game aspect, really comes to the fore eventually. And it's just like, ah, I liked this game when it was new and fresh, and like there was mystery to discover, not yeah. when I'm just like grinding out my dailies. So I can go do this wave based thing for the hundredth time to try to get that, that mm-hmm. one. I kind of do want to get in there for that, uh, Bungie 30th anniversary stuff though, because is that current? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it launched already or any day now, like it's supposed to be this month if it's not out yet, but they sure did fill destiny full of a bunch of fake halo weapons. I was just going to say, you got like master chief armor. But, I mean, there's like straight up an energy sword in there. Like oh, there's, boy. there's a lot of the pistol. Oh boy! And there's a bunch of and there's a bunch of flavor text around it that is like very wink and nod yeah, about boy. like oh a classic weapon returns and stuff <laughs> and it's like uh, I mean, I, yes I know Microsoft probably owns those designs at this point but that's funny yeah. um all right let's take a break mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll come back and talk about actual Halo uh, along with uh, the gunk uh, in some of uh, what we've been playing so stick around we'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. 
You're gonna put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn and we are back and it's not all looking to the future though if looking to the future is a fun and noble pursuit where would we be as humans if we did not look to the future and also have expectations and disappointment it is humanity after all mm -hmm. but we live in the present i don't know where i'm going with this, this i don't either but i want to see where it goes coming in hot we live we live in the now and right now we get to talk about i'm trying to pick which game we should start with the gunk Brad, uh -oh. you're muted. Oh no, Brad's muted. Brad, Brad's been backing me up on this whole thing, that's, and he was muted. I'm sitting here making a. T it was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> we we live in a ring shaped society. Oh, okay. So you want to go right. Halo Infinite? Oh, I like that's up that. To you. That's up to you. The gunk is we're we've been playing the gunk. We've been playing the gunk. I was going to start with the. Well, you know, let's get Halo out of the way because I don't have too much more to. to we say just spent all the time Halo. building up. We're going to start with the gunk. And we're just going to go to Halo. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll, all I'll right. start with. Let's start with Halo. In that right. I have played a bunch more Halo since the last time we met. I think my thoughts to sum up my thoughts quickly on Halo because mm -hmm. it's not really too deep. I think the moment to moment is pretty fun in Halo. I think the long, the marathon of Halo is kind of a little samey. That's that's kind of where I was getting at or getting to with it. Mm. Um, on on account of having to start over after putting a few hours into that review build, I have not got past where I got to the first time. Okay, so, so I haven't seen anything new, but I was a, a ways in. I got to. It's not a spoiler. I mean, it's. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Uh, Are you on the ring? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no, just, I'm I'm kidding. What I was going to say is, what I was going to say is, if if you consider a spoiler that there is a mission in this game where you have to shut down a mining laser. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know, I would I would say the number of video games with missions where you shut down a mining laser uh, outnumbers the number of game, video games without. Yeah, I would say. I'll one up you to make sure uh, you don't take any heat for that. I'm up to missions where you have to shut down towers. <laughs> what? I have to shut uh, down multiple spires, let's say. Ooh. That, that's where I got to in the story. I got to the mission. I was in the mission after that, the conservatory. Okay. Which is where you start seeing a lot of like repeated mm -hmm. the same room 
several yeah, times in a row, but uh, that's very much where I had gotten to with it as well, of like, hey, the Halo combat is still really fun, and in fact, with this grappling hook in the mix, it's even more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I still like shooting these guns and stuff, but like, open world activities, the nature of a lot of the story mission design, like, it was definitely starting to feel a bit... Uh, repetitive and i think that kind of tracks with some of the reporting that was coming out about what they end up having to do in kind of the last year and a half of development of that game it sounds like they had to scale some things back because it's like like you said the moment-to-moment gameplay is very exciting you know, like the firefights are mm-hmm. fun when they're whenever when shit is popping off in that game it is almost universally enjoyable but the actual like design around that stuff the number of t- objective types the things that you were doing it really feels like they had a few of those they knew they that were going to work, and that was what they stuck with. Like, they just kind of keep doing those things in varying locations. It is it is very, it's like surprisingly tried and true old school open world design. Yeah. Like it's really just kind of that. And I kind of get it to it from a certain degree, because like, it is, you know, Halo's first attempt at doing something along these particular lines, so don't, you know, stretch yourself too thin. but. I think it even is maybe a little thin for like what feels like a first effort in that regard. Uh, okay. Here are some very positive, fun things that I have had happen again, moment to moment stuff. I'm at the point now where at a forward or a fob, a forward operating base, boy, they say fob too much, but at a forward operating base, I can now summon uh, a scorpion tank anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And so just taking that thing on the dumbest missions, like, <laughs> Hey, we've got, um, what are they called? The, the targets of opportunity, the, yeah, the big the, bads, the, kind of the VIP type targets, yeah, just yeah. roll in the, 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 those fucking scorpion up in the air, firing three shots, big targets down. So, you know, that sounds awesome. Like that is a great that's, application of halo in an open world. Yeah. That's super fun. It gets a little tough though, because it's the open world and they they know what you're up to mm-hmm. so first of all there's one path you can get that scorpion out of the fob and usually that's a windy road right you can't just take it off the side anywhere and then they put little they put these things up on hills so you can't get that thing up there but oh you can get it up there if you really try <laughs> so that's that's a lot of fun and uh, as you go up your troopers become rocket troopers and snipers and stuff and that's been a lot of fun uh the other thing was i had a mission and had to do with some forerunner stuff but they're like Oh, this forerunner, go check out this forerunner um, thing. And I was like, I'm going to go do all these other missions so I can get my valor up. And holy cow, after every mission, there must have been about 10 pieces of dialogue that were uh, the, the fake Cortana weapon or whatever that it is, is like, hey, so, you know, we should probably go check out that forerunner thing to the point where it ended and be like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm super fucking curious what's in that forerunner thing. You should go look. <laughs> Which, between between the weapon and the pilot and uh, like I don't even know what all like there's there's a seems like there's a decent amount of nagging in there's that a game. lot of quirk <laughs> heavy it on was, the quirk heavy on the quirk yeah the, the pilot still hasn't gotten better pilot actually got worse in in a like I actually thought the pilot was just gonna bail on me at some point I was right. like just go just leave we gotta just get go. that guy some therapy oh, man yeah man uh, but yeah I, I like again I'm having fun in the I, I still love grappling around. I still love doing the grapple yeah. punch stuff. I still love grappling the explosives, the guns, that whole thing. Um, but it is a very much the combat encounters when you're doing like, again, outside of a tank going into a place it shouldn't be, um, can be, um, a little, a little rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, it was like, and kind of hot and cold for me. Like some mm-hmm. of those banished outposts were really fun to do. And then others I felt, or just like, like, like there was one, there was one I did in particular. I forget which one it was that felt like there were like way too many snipers in there. Oh yes. You snipers. might maybe know, know which one I'm talking about. Like, There's I a couple just, where you just like, you turn around, you, you go hide behind cover and you're dead. 
because right. the sniper right. was behind like, you. Yeah. So even even some of those outposty Far Cry type things have been like pretty up and down for me. Yeah. The um I did get the cooldown on the grappling hook to a place that I can just now scale vertical cliffs because I I it cools down before I reach oh. the uh the, the is, point at which I started. Is there a second cooldown reduction? Um, I don't know if no, I, I think it goes into like one. yeah, I think the first cooldown thing is enough to get you where if you shoot f- far enough up, you'll always gain altitude. So that, I fell down, you know, the weird like um I guess they're kind of hexes, right? Yeah, the hexagonal like, looking weird columns that are all over the place. Like yeah. I fell off one of those cliffs one time and I must have spent like a solid minute like trying to grapple my way back up and it? slingshot myself up there. I almost did and then uh. I whiffed it and yeah. So like I've climbed uh, sheer cliffs now and that's fun. It's almost like, you know, taking a vehicle sometimes feels a little slower than just using the grappling hook to navigate around because it is Ooh. so mountainous and vertical. But it, like again, that stuff's very fun. I'm, I'm having yeah. a good time in there. Game yeah, seems think- to run pretty well. Yeah, I, I think the grappling hook does kind of make that combat, or it's like the centerpiece of the combat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the thing that makes it not just another Halo game. Yeah. Uh, the story I've gotten so far, though, and I think, you know, my hours and hours of playtime could probably can be condensed down to 15 minutes. Like, I, I don't yeah. really think I've just <laughs> done that much. I just don't think I care that much about it. Like, I'm again, it, it, it really is just the shooting and the combat and the, the sequences that come from that that are, like, yeah. keeping, they're propelling me forward in this thing. Yeah, I mean, I do want to see where they take the Cortana rampancy stuff, but like from what I've heard, I don't know that they actually take it anywhere super profound. I think they're doing interesting things, or at least they're making good on some of the logs you find, telling the, the filling in the gaps of the last hours or days of that battle and the ship crashing in. I just wish you didn't have to find them all, you know, or like they weren't tucked around because sometimes they're hard to hard to track down. Oh, that you extra don't want me to tell you this. You can't like replay missions and they're missable. Yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, so I think you can, if I understand correctly, you can go into any of the story mission areas again uh-huh. on the ring. Yeah. But those first two missions on that capital ship, like the ones before you hit the ring, are just done. You can't well, go back and if you miss collectibles there, you just missed them. Speaking of the mining laser, I I went back because I think there's a collectible by the mining laser I wanted to get, and it, the doors weren't open on that thing anymore. Oh, no. So, uh, oh, that stinks too. I didn't know how to open back up because they opened as part of the story mission uh, on the mining laser, and I don't know how to reopen it. But I read well, a thing that said it all. It sounds like there might also be some glitches around some of those collectibles. Like people, I've seen some people report saying that like they collected them, but then the game did not show that they had collected them. So maybe uh, that's not ooh. the thing to focus on. I, I had some stuff where achievements were popping. Like, hey, he took your first first fob, and I was like, dude, that was like that was like fifteen was hours a while ago. ago, man. I don't know why you're giving me that one now, but uh, I don't really care. The um, I did read that they're going to try and patch in redoing missions at some point, which they kind of yeah. have to if they're going to have missable. Isn't that a Halo thing? Am I dreaming that up? I thought all the Halo games let you kind of start any mission. I'm pretty sure them. they do, but my Halo knowledge is not great, so I don't know. I, like again, I went back to the Master Chief Collection, and that just lets you jump into any mission at any point, even if you. Oh, I think without, even if oh you that's right. Yes, you, yes, right. Yes, they're like, yeah, we know we can. You've, <laughs> you've you you proved you could do this. We know you just want to drive the warthog out of the exploding yes. Halo or the exploding ship. We we get it. All right, the gunk. The gunk. The gunk. Get so gunked. gunk. Um, we were playing some of the gunk. This comes out, uh, I think as of today. Yeah. As if of you're the, listening to this on posting day, it's out the, the release of this. So we're, we're going to just talk about some of the earlier stuff, um, because it's still technically under embargo, but I, I it's okay. It's 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that me saying that 
qualifies it immediately, right? It, I'm, I'm saying that because it feels like maybe it's not a fully fleshed out big budget thing. Uh, it, it feels to me like, remember how we played Kenna Bridge of Spirits and said it feels kind of like a PS2B game? Mm-hmm. It feels very much like that to me. Like, it very much feels like, like, has a lighthearted, good-looking little puzzle platformer with a mechanic, mm-hmm. which is a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it feels like, like an early 360 arcade game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how so, I feel about sure. it. But, like, you know, it, it like it's not without some budget and some, you know... Uh, oh, no, no. Yeah. Some it's, polish it's, around it. It's growing on me. I mean, if we should mention the claim to fame uh, of this game is that the, uh, the SteamWorld developer Image and Form yes. was involved with it. SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Heist, SteamWorld. We just talked about this yeah, recently. Yeah, Quest, yeah. Fate, hand, hand of Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Yeah, hand, hand of Gilgamesh. SteamWorld X. Quest, I think. And they've got SteamWorld Headhunter coming. I don't know to what extent they were actually involved in the game, though, because they merged with another developer uh, sometime in the last year or two. Okay. So it, I don't know if the other developer was the one who originated this project, or who knows. But like, it doesn't. It doesn't feel quite like a SteamWorld. Like the SteamWorld games are like have like this really zany kind of charm to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those games are weird and they have got a weird personality to them. And this one feels a little bit more bland and straightforward to me. I don't know that I would agree that it's bland. Like, I think there is some personality there, but it is a different kind of personality than certainly yeah, it, what the steam world stuff. It, is. it does not feel like a steam world game. At no. least I'll say, I'll say that. So, so, so like the, the premise yeah. is that you are, uh, you play as one of two people on this. Uh, I don't know if it's a reconnaissance ship or if it's no, like, you're, a, you're like a scav. You're, you're, you got a mortgage on that thing. Yeah, like, you're, like you're, you're straight up. Yeah. yeah. You're straight up scrappers. It's, um, Ronnie or R N A I R or sorry R A N I Ranny or Ronnie Ronnie and, and Brex Brett Brit I forget uh, the partner's uh, name. Now I yeah mm. Brit I can't remember. Um, Whatever the, the case, they yeah. land on this planet that is because there's a faint signal of something they're interested in, and they find this planet that is overrun yeah. with this gunk. Uh, the gunk is sort of like strangling the life out of all the flora and fauna around them. Mm-hmm. You have this power glove. They literally call it a power glove. Um, and you can use that. It, there's a variety of different ways you can use it, but the main thing you do right at the outset is that you can use it to vacuum up all that gunk and yep. also various resources that you will use to craft and upgrade things. You know what? You know what? I didn't even, when I mentioned Kenna, I didn't even remember that they actually have the, that exact same mechanic of like, very deadened monochrome gray looking mm-hmm. ugly environments and then you do a thing and then they explode into color and life and vibrancy again which yep. is like a, an effective trick like it looks good the, the gunk in this game narrative wise is sapping uh or absorbing the energy like kind of brad just said and power which is you're looking for energy to sell back to to, to make a big payday so like right. if you if you can track down this energy on this planet it's going to be a big score for you which leads you to kind of keep investigating the gunk and, and the, and the whole thing. And, you know, as you explore the planet, um, there are parts that get way more interesting narrative wise. So I think, uh, I'm up to the part where, where it's more than just the gunk. There's other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. What are what are the odds that they ultimately have to give up their big payday to preserve the sanctity of nature? Oh, I hope not. Take the payday no. and go. <laughs> Strip mine. The Hyper capitalist Vinny, man. Um, uh, it's, it's, and so you get a lot of upgrades for your, uh, for your arm. Uh, you get some general kind of platforming upgrades. Like a, you can run faster. You can, uh, there's some light combat so far, uh, which is, you know, not too, not too bad platforming mostly. 
uh, yeah. and, and kind of jumping around. Yeah, like it, it feels to me like a very kind of old-fashioned, traditional puzzle platformer, yeah. honestly. But um, I think it's like, like at least from what I've played, it feels like a good one of those. Like mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the, the, the cleaning and vacuuming of the gunk has a real like... <laughs> power wash simulator kind of trigger mm-hmm. in my brain of just I, like i could see that it's i am kind making of, the environment clean and that is making me right. happy kind of thing it's, sure sure it's satisfying and again like that the effect when the effect when you purge an area and it gets all green and lush again is very nice looking i mean i'm playing it on a series s here and it even here it runs very nicely and yeah looks very good uh, I, I will say there's a couple times like one in particular like you have to get every last glob of gunk <laughs> yes to move on and like there's been a couple times where like there was one tiny little gunk nub oh, no. like kind of not obvious in the environment and i kind of had to run around for like five minutes trying to figure out like okay which which one tiny little thing of gunk mm. did i miss there there uh, is a scanning mechanic but not for the gunk but no, you, so you do scan other things that's kind of cool i don't I, know why i feel like i'm being played for a fool that <laughs> i like to scan stuff and that's how they lock the upgrades in this but just like Every, like, five unique plants you scan, you unlock another upgrade. Yeah. And for some reason, that feels really great. And then you have to uh, suck some of them up for crafting materials. And yeah. It's, mm-hmm. they're there's very a clear. lot of material it's, sucking. It's, it's full on, like, to unlock the sprint. You need 20 metal and five yeah. fiber and, like, a bunch of this. Yeah. It's, it's pretty clear what things have. Uh, I mean, they have, like, little sparkles coming off of them. What things are going to be craftable materials and what are not. Uh, if you hold the left trigger to aim things with a little red thing on them or things you've, I think red, I think it is. Yeah, red, red is already scanned. Yeah. Green means you can still scan it. I appreciate that. So uh, you don't go around having to scan everything. Um, I think I think it does feel a little loose around the edges, but I, I'm going to keep going with it because uh, I hit some parts in the narrative where I'm like, I'm very curious to see what happens here. And uh, Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I also know what you mean about it feeling a little loose. Like I've had a couple, like I missed a couple jumps where I sort of landed on the platform and the collision didn't seem to work right where she sort of planted her feet and then just slid back <laughs> off. I don't know yeah. if you guys like have had this one too. Like there's a thing where you will throw these seeds into yes. these little pools and, and then it will no grow like on the platform mushrooms. Yes, I have that too. Yes. yes. Yeah. And like and the collision just isn't there until you yes. walk away for a yeah. second and then come back. And yeah. Cause you just fall through the platforms. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's a little rough, but, um, but yeah, you like I, for some reason I, in my mind it was 40 bucks, but you saying that it was 25 was like, okay, that sounds about right for this. I think pretty, it's pretty charming out of the gate. And I mm-hmm. think that like that, just that if, if you are into the sort of like, let's wash this environment clean and make it nice and pretty again kind yeah. of thing. I think that it, it is hitting those brain points, but it's, it's, it's not complicated. Yeah. No, it, it is very straightforward, but it's pretty and the music is pretty soothing. And like if you're just if you're in need of like a pretty light, not super challenging puzzle platformer with some nice aesthetics. Also, the characters are charming. Like I, <laughs> I enjoy the the back and forth between uh, the, the two ladies and the dumb robot is fun. Yes. Uh, also, I know this sentiment is widespread these days, but it's all, it's just on Game Pass. So like, mm-hmm. do we even <laughs> do we even have to tell you if you should play it or not? Right. If you're if you're in that ecosystem, you, you can check it out. It's just there. You probably have Game Pass, so there's not a lot of other games coming out right now. You should probably just check it out. Yeah, I think the characters are neat. I think the the atmosphere is neat. Uh, some of the voice acting, I think, is hit or miss. But I yeah, think- yeah. So oh, I you're just mad they that. keep saying solder instead of no. Solder. You can listen. You can say solder. I think the UK oh, says solder. That's I, a- well, I I know, but I literally. But these are these do not sound like British voice no, actors. No. No, that's what I'm I, saying. I, Some of the reads seem off. I, uh, I definitely, I definitely like literally said out loud at one point, please stop saying soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of like some of the, some of the reads were like, we could have used another take on that line kind of things. Um, yeah. Cause they have like a real, 
uh, like, hey, we've known each other for, I think they're five years, the the two on the ship. And like, they're supposed to be very comfortable with each other, but some of the reads seem. Yeah. Like, like some of the, some of the banter maybe doesn't mesh quite as well as it could, but like, uh, I, I'm, I'm warming up to it. Like the more I get into it, the more I want to like unlock those upgrades and see where the game goes. Does it ever open up? You get you like fast sh- travel. Okay. Cause you have that a, helps. but it, okay. But it never goes like truly open. There are different paths, but they seem pretty, it seem like areas. It's you're, very, you're the level design is very like corridor based mm-hmm. for sure. That's the thing. Like a lot of the ultimate paths are more just like, Hey, here's where some hidden stuff yeah. is. If you want to go yeah. get it. Yeah, Actually, you do have, you do have the, the, the mother or I guess it's a mothership. It's, I mean, it's a two person mothership, but yeah, yeah. you have that like hub where the the ship has that's a crafting where your crafting benches and, and all that stuff and stuff like that. I wasn't sure if the world like spoke off of that at some point or if it's just kind of more level based. Um, to that point, no, it seems like actually you go to you, a lot of times you, you're fast traveling back to your ship to go do your upgrades and fast traveling back to the furthest oh, point to go, uh, explore again. But the, um, to that point about the, it opening up actually within the levels, there are, I guess I'm not used to this loads, the loads anymore, but there are multiple loads within, an, within an area that made me feel like I was leaving the area, but you're just mm-hmm. like kind of going in a side path to loop around back into the area, but it will load into those, um, which, you know, you just don't see that much anymore. Like, you yeah. kind of just see more streaming assets and stuff like that where not a hard – like, hey, go through this tunnel. It's a hard load. Yeah. Usually you just duck under something and come out the other side while it streams yeah. in. Yeah, so that might, get, might might be a concession to the previous consoles. I, I mm-hmm. assume it's on those as Probably. Well. But, you know, again, also this game coming out in the middle of December, it might – it felt to me like it might be coming in a little hot. And there are a few aspects mm-hmm. of it that feel like, yeah, okay, this is not like 100% polished. But again, I enjoy it, and um, uh, I'll probably keep going with it and and see. Uh, I'm I'm getting enough upgrades and moving quickly enough where yeah. it's 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 brisk, and I'm enjoying it. It's pleasing. I'm not getting stuck in the gunk, you know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pleasant. Sure, pleasant. Um, and then there's a uh, in an age, yes, of. You know, marketing hype and, you know, all sorts of nonsense. Who do you believe? A good old engine tech demo comes mm-hmm. out. Oh, Finally. yeah. It's been so, it's been way too long. It's been too long since I have seen textures on a sphere, uh, a wet sphere. Show me, show me what these textures are going to look like. Let me toggle on and off something in your engine. Totally, mm-hmm. dude. Cheap me a wireframe view. Let me watch those fairies flit around those trees in that NVIDIA demo. Let me see all the ago. dots that are all the AI. Like, uh, uh, I am, of course, talking about The Matrix Awakens, uh, yes. an Unreal hey, now, 5 experience. Now you get to the, the modern version is you get to flip on the nanite primitives the, from the virtualized geometry. Okay, before we get too deep into it, I just want to say I would have spent the entire my entire 25 minutes just doing all of that. Like I didn't have yeah. to play a thing. Just I let did, me yes. flip on all of your mechanics. The, the shoot, well, the shooting gallery, I guess, is useful for me. Cinematic, like, hey, here's what games are going to look like soon. Kind I, of standpoint. I guess also, I'm I just, pretty I love sure more that the toggling. Sh- I think that shooting gallery or some version of it might have just been in Enter the Matrix. I think this is just like an update of an Enter the Matrix level. I mean, it's barely a game. It's, like, yeah. it's just you were in a speeding car. And so was Enter like, the Matrix. So the, there are just fixed points that you just highlight a cursor on the different tires to shoot out. Like you're not even aiming really. Yeah. yeah so so it's like three parts of this thing. The first part is this kind of meta thing with Keanu Reeves oh, and uh, Carrie Ann Moss, mm. which are just like them talking about being in the matrix movies and then being in the matrix and it's just I, like very weird all i wanted out of this thing was a virtual keanu reeves head to play with like literally 
All I wanted to do was You wanted zoom to make him his... do the Mario 64 faces? Uh-huh. Even if they didn't let me touch his face, I just wanted to zoom in all the way on it. I just wanted to like get as close to Keanu Reeves' face as I possibly could. And oh, like, if you want to there. touch Keanu Reeves' face, I've got some machinima porn for I you just, that I'll send your I way. Just, uh, well, I've got Cyberpunk installed. Okay, fine. fair enough. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to rotate his hair, or rotate his head and watch his hair swing around. His beard uh, comes up pretty high on those cheekbones. I, uh, yeah. that's why I want like, to shave it down I mean, a little bit. The intro of that thing is weird because like some of it is actual video, I think. Oh, yeah. Of, it's of, like the, mixed of the humans, but, the, but there are also some shots that are like UE5 versions of them that are also very realistic. Like it's kind of, but yeah. they never, they never give you a real time version of either of those actors to, to actually mess with. Yeah. I mean, at which least, is, which is what I wanted. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like, um, it's got a little bit of, um, like intro to a Disney ride vibe or like a uh, fake Jurassic park. Like mm-hmm. tell me, Mr. DNA, how did, how did you make Keanu Reeves? Well, yeah. we use, uh, so that part's fun. And then you're in a car and then, um, you're in a playable, not full motion video, but like full rendered, not full rendered, not rendered. It's, it's on rail shooter. It's like, yes. you know, you're, you're, you can't really do too much. You're yeah. pushing left and right on the stick to shoot stuff. But there's some it, very nice visual effects attached to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what did you guys play it on, and how did it look? PS5. P- PS5. We both played it on PS5? Yeah. Okay. I played it on the Series S here, and, like, it was, like, I was bracing for, like, all right, just show me some photorealism. Like, this is the first time anybody's gotten their hands on UE5. This is very uh-huh. exciting. Like, you can kind of see the seams on a Series S. Like, there are definitely spots where it's like, ah, oh, that still looks like a very good-looking video game, but a video game. So when you're walking around in the open world, at least when I was on PS5, I feel like the character model, the lady that you're sort of controlling, like, looks the most video gamey of anything mm. in it. Like, her walk sure. and sort of, like, the textures on her are not, like, wow-worthy. But there are definitely some points when you're walking around in that city and you are driving a car or you are just kind of, you know, running around looking in the buildings and stuff where it's like, oh, this does feel like a pretty big leap, at least from what I'm used to in terms of like open world visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of yes, flying up into the sky and messing with the time of day, like kind of getting the sun positioned. So it was like shining down an avenue with yeah, the lighting really is really nice over bright stuff like it. Yes, there are spots in there in that city that can look very good. The, the lighting, the streaming, and the assets is very good. Like, you get in a car that can go pretty quickly. And, yeah. um, I mean, it gets really framey, or, or it kind of. Oh, it does on the PS5. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't know, Alex. I don't know if you had. Like, you, I didn't you, get a lot you of, a of that. a bunch of cars that can crash. It can get pretty chunky. Yeah. Like, I, I noticed a little bit of chunking during, like, the shooting gallery stuff when, like, a bunch of stuff was exploding. But, mm. uh, I don't know if I noticed too much of that when I was just kind of running around. Uh, yeah, mine was getting a little chunky, but like, you know, I wanted to see where the edges of the world were and totally kind of drive that thing around and it's neat. Like they let you, so the third part is you just take control in a kind of third person run around almost Grand Theft Auto style, jump in yeah, a car. Yeah, like there's some, there's some icons on the map where you can go and it's just like oh. little instructional things of just like, Hey, here's a good place to turn on the day and night cycle, <laughs> or here's a place where you can check out this thing, you know, like oh, it's I have not, to get back in there. I didn't see those. Yeah. There's a bunch of icons on the map, but like, they're not really like, they're not missions or anything. It's literally just like. Like, here's some, like, tutorial tips about things you can do with this. And you can also drive cars. I missed that. You can oh, drive yeah. cars. I just, this, oh, yeah. the second I got in there, I just went to fly mode and <laughs> yeah. just flew around all over the place. Well, the second, yeah, I got in there and hit fly and I was like, oh, it just attaches the camera. I, <laughs> I Yes, I really thought they were going to do the Neo Superman. Yeah. Like, I was going to get to fly the character. Let that lady around. fly. Come on. Yeah, I was really bummed out. And then I was like, I'm going to get in a car. So you can, I think you can only take the parked cars. I don't think you can, like, rip somebody out of a car and take uh, yeah. one that's on the road. But there are, you know, a few more than a few cars you can jump into and. And they deform uh, pretty good. Like they, you, you wreck yeah. 
th- those cars into stuff. They they mm-hmm. wreck real fucking oh, good. I, yeah, oh, I didn't know that was oh, in yeah, there either. Right? Okay, I got to get back in there. The people just dissolve into like uh, computer yeah. bits, if matrix stuff. Yeah, there's no stuff. collision on the people whatsoever. Uh, and like, I don't even think there's an animation of you getting in the car. It's just like you yeah. warp into the car. But it's for. I'm kind of with you, Brad. I think it looked like a looked like a really well done modern game. If you if you told me this is like not a new engine, I w- could believe it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think where the the rubber hits the road in that demo, there's a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably less for me the visual fidelity and more of the stuff you wouldn't even notice, like the AI stuff and the, yeah, uh, the, the the light, keeping up with the lighting, keeping up with the streaming in the world. Like you you gun it in that car. And at some point I thought they were just looping the road over and over again, but they're not because you're just going super fast with all these high density assets coming in. Right. Yeah. Like that's another thing. UE5 eliminates any level of detail popping, right? Like as you move closer to stuff, you don't see like the higher quality stuff pop in. It's all, it's all smooth. It was, it was really impressive. Um, You know, I thought they were doing some tricks with like the light bouncing off the road and filling the sky, but I think it was just all streaming in, which was Impressive. I don't know what half of the things they were talking about during their little presentation part of um, the meshes and like talking so, on the. So like that that's that that spot where Keanu Reeves is like marching at, at the head of a giant army of people. Yeah. Like like UE five also is doing some of the same stuff Embark is doing with like procedural generation of characters. They have a name for it because they mm-hmm. name all of their middleware. You know, Nanite, Lumen. I cannot remember. Chaos what the name of their- was their uh, one of their things. I can't remember what the name of their people thing is, but they are also getting into like that stuff's exciting. Like there are some really good looking human characters coming out of that stuff. And like, that is going to help artists a lot. I'm sure. I mean, we did that. We talked about that story with, um, who was it? Was it unity who, who wound up buying the wettest stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the yeah. convergence of stuff, it's all CG stuff at some point, right? Like the same tools that you're going to use yeah, to make these yeah. games are going to be yeah. used in the movies. Yeah. And real is so big in, in film and TV production now. Yeah, so TV in particular. So it's neat to see some of that stuff become real time. And uh, yeah, and, and also things. need to get our hands on it just because like the software end of this generation has lagged the hardware so mm. much, right? Like I'm sure a lot of that, a lot of that is the pandemic, and a lot of it is just the economics of like, hey, a lot of people can't get their hands on these consoles yet. Yeah, like we need to keep putting out games that run on the old ones. But like we haven't had our Gears of War moment yet, you know? Like remember how? <laughs> yes. Remember how Gears 1 came out a year after the 360 launched and it was the first Unreal Engine 3 game and it was just like, holy shit, like, oh, wow, okay, this is what these consoles can do, you know? Right, yes. Like, like, like there's been some good-looking stuff, like Ratchet was was really nice. I think, yeah, everybody uh, thought, I think I think a lot of people thought, maybe misguided, and I was on that boat too, that Cyberpunk would be that herald. Oh, the, God, they haven't the, even gotten around to making <laughs> that next-gen version of those yet. <laughs> so, um, no, it's kind of got off to me a bad start for me. Yeah. If anybody hasn't had a chance to play this or can't play it because they don't have a, a, a next gen, do not worry. I, we talked a lot about the canonical matrix. I don't really think there's anything in here that is moving Ew. the moving the story forward. No, in fact, it's like weirdly meta, you know, because yeah. it's actually like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are like almost playing themselves <laughs> in this, you know. Yeah, I really like liked talking. it when we were back in this. Uh, this yeah, <laughs> it's like never don't never trust the marketing department. Oh yeah, I thought it was actually kind of funny, but that was that's, uh, that's fine. It was like it was like the level of press conference humor in a demo, yes. which yes, is very, very much very silly. It was what the joke needed to be for that <laughs> thing. Not nearly as good as any of those clips of Keanu Reeves in those interviews on the press tour they've been doing oh, that are floating that. around about, you name it, 
if you haven't seen him talking about his feelings on NFTs or his feelings about the cyberpunk mods that let people have sex with him, like you should really go look those oh, up. Oh no, I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen any of that stuff, and I have no yep. idea. You saying that? No idea which way it's going to go. Ke- Keanu Reeves seems like a very fun guy. Let's just say that I think I think you will still like Keanu Reeves when you are done watching. Yes, those. I, th- I think I think it is like impossible to dislike him at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he also just seems like he's in that thing in the Matrix thing, being like, "Yeah, man, the Matrix." <laughs> I have begun. Weird. I've begun my Matrix rewatches in, in preparation for the uh, for nice. the new movie. So I was shocked to see it's a little startling because you see some um, I think some rendered stuff and some actual footage from the original Matrix. How young he looks mm-hmm. and that, uh, mm-hmm. and that stuff. Even, and he wasn't even, even rendered. that young. Like he was in his you know well into his thirties by that point. But like he's yeah. just you know nowadays it's like we're used to the kind of grizzled Keanu. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's twenty years on you. That'll uh, I'll put some miles that's on. That's right. Uh, long-haired Keanu. You think he'll ever go short hair again? I bet he will. We'll get into another mm. short-haired phase. If they ever he's, make another Constantine, he'll he'll get the he'll get the haircut. Because mm. John Wick John Wick has long hair, right? I think he does. John Wick just has whatever hair Keanu wants, uh, <laughs> depending on what's going on. So. Okay, it's just Keanu at that point. I'm pretty sure he just shows up in his wardrobe <laughs> and says, "Hand me a gun." All right, let's go. Okay. Um. So that is the Matrix Awakens available for free. It's basically an Unreal Five tech demo, but you know, it's got some fun stuff. You could, you could probably get the same thing out of it if you again if you don't have it and want to check it out. Some videos of it, some look up some 4K videos or something like that. The Gunk out now as of the official release of this podcast. You can mm-hmm. catch it uh, on Game Pass or uh, if you want to put in twenty five bucks for it. If you don't have Game Pass, it's available on Xbox platforms. I think it's exclusive. Um, it's like not even on Steam. So yeah, I couldn't uh, find a Steam page. So you can check that out, and then of course. Over on the Xbox side as well, Microsoft side, you have Halo Infinite, also on Game Pass, and uh, we're sixty bucks on Steam if that's where you want to go for that stuff. I've I've seen more than one person on that I follow on Twitter say that they gave up trying to make Game Pass work on PC and just went and bought it on Steam. Really? Yep. Oh, that's a that's a move, huh? Uh-huh. Game Pass on PC, maybe a little dicey. Need a little more time in the oven. Just stream it. Just uh, do uh, that is an option. Open your browser and go. It's funny. It's funny. Watch. I don't know why there's been this fresh wave of people getting Xbox products of various kinds lately, but that's another thing I keep seeing on my feed over and over is like, I played half of Psychonauts like three months ago on my PC and now I just got a Series X and oh my God, my safe is just here. Like, oh, that is the most like, you know, meat and potatoes feature you could have in your console ecosystem. And yet people just like consistently have their mind blown by it i, I still love it every time i do it oh too. it's, it's uh, great I, I, it's just I, you no, just I don't agree. expect it we're not trained I, to expect it that's 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 exactly my point is like everybody should have that but like the bar is so low for that stuff working right that when anybody does it right it's like oh my god why isn't everything this, this way it's like a revelation i right. still get excited at quick resume like i still think that's quick resume's fantastic <laughs> it is <laughs> it's pretty good it's all fantastic like they they figured microsoft really figured it out is that on the s is there quick resume on the s yes. as well okay. yes um I'm I'm a little confused because we did the game second, so I feel like ending the podcast here just makes it weird. But that is going to end our podcast for this week, folks. Uh, next week, uh, we're getting close to the holidays here. We're gonna be shuffling stuff up a bit. I think next week we're gonna do some. Uh, next week we're gonna get into starting to talk about uh, looking back at some game of the year stuff, looking forward at some game of the year stuff. Uh, and then the week after that, during the um, post-Christmas stuff, we're going to be on a slightly different schedule. So just be aware of that. Yes. We're going to try and take some uh, some time and a slightly reduced 
uh, um, posting schedule during that time frame there as well. So heads up there. Mm-hmm. But if you missed it this week, we have um, we're continuing with binary domain. Continued with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Alex and I are going to stream some backlog stuff uh, uh, tomorrow or today as an official day of this posting, and we're going to go back to Heavenly Bodies yeah. on Friday. Is that getting cool? It's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun with Alex. Alex uh, basically uh, flailing around trying to mm-hmm. figure out the controls. Uh, <laughs> My brain does not want to tune itself to what the <laughs> physics of that game are, but I am having a good time regardless. It was fun. It's a lot of fun. It was very silly. So you can check that out on Friday as well. Uh, if you want to, and I uh, strongly encourage it, you can go check out patreon.com slash nextlander to go check out any of our tiers there. We couldn't do this without you. We'd be at a dead stop. So mm-hmm. if you want to go and check that stuff out, you can go find a tier there and help us along and join the many others who are supporting us there. Also supporting us just by listening and watching our stuff. And the good word out there, putting it out there, and the good vibe. So thanks, everybody out there. On the Patreon, you will see a tier that is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And that tier gets a shout-out on this here podcast every week. And while we say a big thank you to all our Patreon supporters, we give the Mysterious Benefactors a big shout-out here. Alex Navarro. Yes. Would you like to read the names of our <coughs> Mysterious Benefactors for this I week? I would love to. Great. Here we go. These are our Mysterious Benefactors for this week. Evan Poon. No one. Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas. Nelson LeBlanc. James Smith. Skywarp. John Hubbard. Sean Miller. Jack Eineker. Nick Donegan. Evan Cook. Mark Wilhelm. JM. Jerry Lee. Gary Pesky. Matt. Conrad Kuzman. Robert Fisher. Joseph Regan. John McInnes. Hashtag Bunny Crimes. Onion Pete, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Andrew Anders, Brad, help me. Booga? Booga. Booga. We'll go with that. Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Villato, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, it me JP, Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, Rick Button, and Tyler Treese. Again, thanks to everyone out there who has supported us. We do appreciate it. Keep the engines going, put fuel in the tank. Our, our gratitude to you at this holiday time. Yes. 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 Very gratitudinous. Uh, so so thanks everybody uh, that's gonna do it for this week's show go check out all that backlog of stuff if you want um, maybe we'll do another rerun thing during the uh, the break there and put some stuff up um, we've got we've got catalogs of things now the we Resident do. Evil playthroughs we got a bunch of stuff it makes more playlists and put those up possibly we'll see I don't know no promises here I can't <laughs> set it now I promise it what did I do set, set it and forget it I'm like, no, well, somebody's going to remember. Brad Shoemaker, thank you very much. Safe travels to you. The next time we record a podcast, I believe you'll be back at the home base. That seems to be the case. Yes. Yes. Knock knock on wood. I'm actually going to. I have. I did it. I have knocked on wood. Uh, Alex Navarro. Thank you. Safe travels to you. 
I'm not going anywhere, but thank you. Hey, man, you're always going somewhere in your mind. And uh, if you're out there traveling around this holiday season, safe travels to everyone out there. I know it's about that time, getting started, people booking planes and doing all sorts of wacky things. Uh, but if you're staying home, safe travels to you as well. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's show. We'll be back next week.